Mark 6, 7-13 And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Revive podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us today as we unpack big ideas about God's word together. My name is Sean Thomas. I'm an associate campus pastor here at Neighborhood Church. And today's conversation, we are joined by Sam Lanka. Hi, this is Sam Lanka. I work uh, as one of the associate pastor at Cypress, Cypress Church. Yeah, it's great to have you here, Sam. Thank you, Sean. You are usually at the Cypress Church, is yes, that right? Yes, I am. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And you do a lot um, for our tech end of things and just a lot of administrative work. And it's just awesome to have you sharing your experience and sharing for the message today. Yes, thank you, Sean. Yeah. And then as always, we're joined, well, maybe not as always, but we're privileged to be joined by Justin McElderly. Yeah. You're as always. I'm often. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good to be here, Sean. Good to be with Sam as well. And looking forward to hearing some. I mean, his insights, it was fun to preach, and it's also fun to hear what the other guy preached on. So yeah, that'll be good. Kind of compare notes. Well, uh, those of you listening, we heard the passage read by Christine Theodore. She read through Mark 6, verses 7 through 13. And well, actually, before we dive into our passage uh, for today, for those of you listening at home, you uh, hopefully heard last week's podcast. We talked a little bit about spiritual warfare, the passage for that week. And please go back and listen to it. You can listen to our podcast. It was Pastor Mike and Pastor Justin talking about the demon-possessed man. And part of that conversation led into spiritual warfare, and Mike and Justin had shared some of their experiences being on the mission field in India and how the sense of spiritual warfare over there can be, I guess, different or maybe more overt is a word that Justin used uh, in India specifically. And Sam, it's awesome because you were born and raised in India. Is that right? That's right, Sean. Yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, we wanted to just give a little bit of time to address, one, to wrap up that conversation from last week, especially for our listeners who might be interested in that, but two, to get your perspective as someone who literally lived half of their life in India or yes. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your take on spiritual warfare from living there. I think uh, spiritual warfare is one of the aspects that uh, most of the Christians ignore. Hmm. Um, they only realize it whenever they read uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 6, where the spiritual warfare is mentioned, or once in a while they hear any sort of message. But mostly, they'll try to fight uh, this life's fight, the uh, the spiritual battle, without realizing uh, the spiritual warfare, the true enemies behind mm. the battle um, that goes beyond. So it, it's very important that every person should realize that uh, we didn't come here on earth uh, for a honeymoon, I mean to hmm. say, this this is this is a warfare. This real uh, yeah. warfare, uh, for sure. Uh, I always used to think, uh, why did uh, Jesus Christ left um, the earth after uh, he came and he lived for three and a half years, and after his resurrection, 
I as a human being I believe uh, I I used to think that I wish he was uh, stayed back uh, um, he would have stayed back and uh, with his miracles and with his power uh, with his teaching and preaching uh, I used to feel that maybe more people would have uh, believed and converted I, I, yeah. but but then uh, one fine day uh, I I got an insight that no 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 I mean to say all the miracles all the teaching all the preaching all the casting of the demons whatever jesus christ has did yeah if he would have continued living even after uh, his resurrection on the earth the same way as uh, people has persecuted him they would have done uh, even even now these people would have done the same thing there is no doubt oh, about yeah. that so um there would have been some other sort of attack or coming up against yes yeah. yes yes definitely so um coming back to the spiritual uh, warfare we used to uh, remember that we do fight the real fight mm. with the real enemies yeah and only the word of god and god can deliver us for sure mm. so the bible says resist the devil and he will free from you but there are ways bible says uh, let captive of every thought so we we the bible is pretty clear in first uh, john uh, chapter 4 yeah. uh, uh, verse 1 bible says that do not believe every spirit mm. this is the most important we we do ignore and i i do ignore as well yeah most of the times and after after fighting certain battle to some extent then we realize oh It, it's, a, it's a real battle and something is mm. going on. So I believe spiritual warfare is real. Yeah. It's true. Uh, and uh, the more you are uh, uh, closer to God, or the more you are uh, uh, walking in God, or the more uh, uh, the, the great purpose that God has, definitely uh, you would be exposed to spiritual warfare. Do you think spiritual for, uh, warfare manifests itself differently in? Oh, yeah. in different countries like India compared to the US or anywhere definitely um india is is a country where 97% of people are non christians wow 97% yes wow and uh, they believe they have a uh, uh, 3 million goddesses hmm. and they have idols for every almost every every god or goddesses they they believe they worship and um once i i heard or read somewhere that uh, Uh, there are um, there is a each demon behind each idol uh, these ma- these people do possess um, honestly when i i was little uh, whenever you see some statues they're really scary there is no mm. doubt mm-hmm. there's they're, they're indeed scary mm. these um, you show them to any children every ch- child will, will will be scared oh, wow now um, I don't know how those people perceive that but suddenly um the um, the appearance or the look itself is, is scary. Yeah. It's like made and it's fashioned in such a way to yes. be like oh, that's a scary looking face or yes. thing or Yes. Yeah. yeah. There are more um in, in in Asian countries there is no doubt I have uh, I've seen so many people mm. suffering than in western um uh countries yeah. especially in, in in america but 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 in us as well uh, pretty recently i have uh, i met a, a, a woman um, and she told me the same thing that uh, uh, she feels that she 
been bombarded with uh, so many different thoughts by demons uh she thinks that she is fighting or uh, she is possessed with demons and and she needs help um um uh, uh with the deliverance mm mm-hmm. and she was kind of seeking out counsel on that she was seeking prayer. out the ca- counseling and i suggested some of uh, the ways to read the bible to be in fellowship uh, to listen to god's word continuously uh, but um, interestingly she she also uh, said that she will try to seek a psychologist as yeah. well yeah. now since uh, it's uh, it's my first uh, time meeting her so i couldn't i couldn't talk much about psychology and all uh, because the word of uh, god is enough for us to deliver any kind of uh, stuff mm. but again you need the full counsel of god that's where uh, people fail to uh, understand or, or, or read we, when you get full understanding uh, full counsel of god uh, you you will truly understand and most importantly i believe that people doesn't have the in-depth knowledge of each and every doctrine now there are various aspects in the bible that god gave yeah. god gave there are trials there are sufferings yeah we need to ha- ha- have a right perspective of each of those uh, stuff yeah. uh, right perspective for the trials right, right perspective for the troubles for right uh, perspective from the sufferings uh, right pers- per- perspective of uh, our our faith and, yeah. and uh, the process of sanctification when we grow suddenly we encounter so many uh, uh, hurdles there is no doubt mm. without hurdles without trials without tests we don't grow yeah so we cannot uh, uh, commit everything those to uh, demons mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah 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 that, yeah for sure yeah well, and and you bring up something interesting <clears throat> about having a right perspective of doctrine or just even scripture and and to kind of bring that and thank you Sam for sharing your experience to bring that to the passage that we studied for this past Sunday that you guys spoke on we were talking about sending out you know Jesus sending out the disciples do you guys feel that um maybe there were times in your lives where you were sent out whether Dustin was on the mission field or Sam even when you came from India to the United States culture adjustment you know whatever that might be were did you guys feel equipped when you were kind of doing ministry whether it was abroad or in a different place do you feel like oh man i had to have all my doctrine up to snuff or was it like i just have a heart to serve and you went and you served um yeah what was it like for you guys was it was it tough was it good did you feel like people were asking you like doctrinal questions or was it more like hey here's a glass of water how can i pray for you yeah. curious of your guys experiences yeah i think i i think i shared a little bit of my story last week or maybe i just thought about it sometimes i i you know <laughs> what's in my head and what comes out of my mouth don't connect so <laughs> but i remember being called into ministry and just really feeling a sense of a burden to go into missions mm-hmm. and and reading exodus 3 as i'm making my excuses of like that's not anything i would even wanted you god i don't know why why is that here <laughs> yeah, so yeah. the fact that it was out of left field for me hmm. um was significant and then the fact that i couldn't explain it away or shake it and yeah. that you know i i was by no means a bible scholar i would i barely read my bible at that point i'm in, i'm in late in high school um and then i maybe even no i actually was early college and then i'm reading exodus 3 where god is knocking down one of moses each of Moses's excuses as they came. So yeah. for me that was very much um that directed me missions got me into ministry and and the first time I went on a mission trip I just went and lived with a missionary and just stayed with a month with 
stayed with them for a month to just kind of see what what in the world is missions like because yeah. I'm imagining you know hacking through a jungle with a machete nice. all that kind of stuff yeah. and and so that gave me a an experience where I could say, okay, let me see what's next. But um, I think I've never felt fully equipped for anything um, because you just kind of, just like the disciples, Jesus, you know, as we'll see in the in the weeks to come as we continue through Mark, they, they didn't have it all together, you know. Yeah. So Jesus didn't wait till they were polished. He sent them out in, in a learning context. And I feel like that's been every instance of ministry for me um, is is – that kind of thing where it's a new step I'm taking. Um, and I guess, um, that's when things are good. I mean, that's, that's when I'm relying on God, you know, I think when, when it, yeah, when it gets to everything that I lack in what I know to do seems to be made up in the sense of a clarity of purpose and mission and, um, knowing you're doing what God wants you to do. So it doesn't mean to knock it out of the park every time, but it's like, okay, that didn't go as badly as I feared, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> nice, yeah. and that God was in there. He, he stepped in and really helped, helped me do what he called me to do, you know, yeah. and uh, that shows up in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it is the glass of water. Sometimes it's preaching, mm. um, whatever it's been though. I think that's, and then when I come back to normal life, mm-hmm. um, I definitely miss that sense of, you know, when you go on a short-term trip, you're there to do a job for yeah, a short present. time. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, you're focused in a way that um, life gets in the way here. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, um, sometimes necessarily in other ways, unfortunately, but yeah. um, it's a very real thing. And so, um, so I, yeah, I don't know if I answered the question except for to say I think whatever I, I lacked in preparedness, God made up for in other ways that was well worth it. Yeah. Well, and, and Sam, you, it, it, did you come to the United States for for work or was it – how did you come about? Yeah, I came here uh, to work. Yeah, for uh, and, and not for the church, for no, a not, different industry, right? No, yeah, different industry for sure. But um, I always had a desire to study God's word and to do the seminary. Yeah. That's been there behind uh, my uh, goal. Um, I've been um, brought up uh, um, uh, in a church when when I was uh, you were raised Christian. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was yeah I was in a, uh, born in a Christian family, but at the same time I used to have a, uh, the church keys. I used to hold the church keys from uh, sixth standard or fifth. I, I even forgot what standard I was. Yeah. Since then, uh, my job is to go to church every Sunday, clean the church, set up uh, the carpets, Whoa. set up the PA system, fill the water. Uh, clean the communion uh, cups. Uh, this is a, a, a I, I grew up. I used to sleep in the church. Wow. Uh, I, um, I used to spend most of uh, uh, my time at the church. And when uh, we have a big campus in India, God willing, when we all go, we, we, we will see. And I used to sit. Be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I used to sit uh, uh, outside the church after my work is done. I used to have so much of peace, mm. so much of joy. Mm. I personally experienced, and that's how I grew all the days of my life. Mm-hmm. So I been, uh, I had a desire to uh, study God's word, uh, to uh, do seminary, but I, I didn't know how to do, what to do. Uh, I only knew of Moody Bible College uh, back in 2007 when I came to U.S. Yeah. I used to um, try to enroll myself in Moody Bible School, but that didn't work out for some reasons. Then I have to go back and forth to India and back to U.S. And eventually I joined the Master Seminary. Oh, nice. um, And uh, by God's grace uh, and uh, by His sovereign will and the grace of uh, 
Cyprus Church, um, neighborhood church of Cyprus. I got an opportunity to serve here as an associate pastor. Nice, yeah. And we're uh, for those of you listening at home, and you're kind of curious. Oh, okay, Moody Bible Institute Master's Seminary. I'll put down links of those in the show notes. If you guys are at home interested in any of those programs, or even contacting Pastor Sam about what did you study, you know, what was your experience, we'll put links to um, those institutes so you guys can check those out if you want. Um, but it sounds like from what you guys are saying, you don't you don't necessarily have to like know all your scripture and doctrine one hundred percent because I think that's a lot of a lot of people who I chat with. I, I I've done a number of missions in my life too, just short term missions. But um, a lot of times, folks will say like, "Oh, I'm not prepared, or I'm not ready, or I don't know. I I couldn't present the gospel message, you know." But it sounds like there's kind of a natural way and joy just about being present in a situation, whether you're at your church setting things up and being faithful there or just in kind of like hyper-focused on your task at hand by leaving behind maybe the responsibilities that you have if you're traveling overseas at home to yeah. then be just present to do a job. Um, yeah, we just we just encourage our listeners that that you can do it too. And I'm yeah. in any exhortations or messages that you guys have. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's absolutely important and specifically you should be prepared, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be perfect. Right. So that's a good know, call. D- yeah. So, cause I think there's all kinds of things that we've learned through the years of destructive ways of doing short-term missions and short-term projects that serve us as a team and don't serve those that we say we're going to serve. Totally. There's yeah. ways of presenting the gospel that you want to to be relevant in the context in which you're going. So you do want to get trained, but you, you also, and, and the disciples throughout Mark are being trained. Yeah. You know, so Jesus is Up saying, you know, point, yeah. way back in 3, 14 and 15, I think it is, he's, he calls the apostles to be with him and then that he'll send them out. Well, it's been three chapters since they were being with him. And then now he's sending them out to preach, as he said, way back in 3, 14. So there is a training aspect um, mm. that, that we want to undergo. Uh, but so, yeah, so we don't want to be sloppy, but we also don't want to be paralyzed by thinking we have to do things perfectly. And I love the GK Chesterton quote. I don't know the context of it, but it's anything worth doing is worth doing badly. And the idea Ah. of, Hey, just try, you know, and, and then that becomes something from which you can work and grow from there. And that's a terrifying thing, <laughs> you know, but, yes. but it's, I think it's a really good quote. Of, Especially for us perfectionists. Yeah. 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 Dude, that's, that's so good. Is there any resources or, or, or um, anything that we could provide to our audience that you guys can come up with Sam or Justin, um, like a resource that might prepare you for uh, whether a mission trip specifically or some sort of uh, a ministry, even if it's local, is there like a resource uh, um, that that was helpful for you guys, like a book or even like something online that people can look up to like encourage them to, yeah, how do I learn more about, you know, being prepared, but, but just taking that leap of faith? And maybe it was something that comes to my mind just just immediately is um, Orange County Rescue Mission. Um, I've done some stuff a long time ago in the past there. Um, I used to know some people. I don't know anybody who works there currently, but um, that's something that was kind of like when I was younger, like a tiptoe into something that was kind of stretching me that I was, I was ready to serve, you know, in terms of like 
giving people food or, or kind of connecting with people, but I wasn't, you know, an expert, you know, I didn't take a bunch of sociology classes, you know, to figure that out. So, um, yeah, just curious if you guys have any resources that you can suggest to our audience. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you said it well, uh, Sean, uh, missions should always be associated, uh, with the local church. Mm. So what are the church, the audience goes, I would suggest uh, try to talk uh, with your uh, church leaders and try to involve um, all the um, missions they are involved in. If they're not involved in, uh, then uh, try to uh, find if you have a burden to go for a mission trips, try to seek other churches who would be doing uh, mission trips. Uh, there are several churches, even in the United States, that does missions yeah. um, and sends the, the people throughout the world. Some does short-term uh, missions, some does uh, long-term missions. And, um, and even if you want uh, more insight into missions, uh, missionaries, uh, go and uh, read the biographies of of, of various uh, mm. uh, missionaries. There are there is yeah. so many stuff um, uh, on internet. Uh, even the the their uh, bio, biograph uh, movies as well uh, yeah. films you go and watch uh, uh, their films and see because I was encouraged when I watched uh, the biography uh, film of uh, um, uh, one of the missionary um, to India uh, I was uh, William Carey when when I saw his movie I was so surprised I knew. A uh, few things about uh, um, uh, William Carey, but when I saw the movie, the film, everything came to real. Uh, how uh, um, important it is, uh, what are the difficulties, mm. what are the achievements, how God used him uh, in spite of so much, so many adversaries. Um, one thing I can, I, I can uh, share, um, uh, the uh, greatest works sometimes uh, are most of the times that God does through missionaries. India had a uh, belief, uh, we had a culture. Um, it may surprise you or many people. Uh, it, it is uh, disturbing, there is no doubt. But um, take heart that uh, that culture is taken out now. Mm -hmm. So the culture was... Uh, when a husband dies, uh, uh, India used to, I mean, Indians used to uh, cremate the burn, the dead body of the husband who died. Yeah. But they also used to kill, uh, they also used to uh, cremate even wife, live wife yeah, on Whoa. the same cremation. Wow. That was a, a system. That, that system name was Sati. Okay. Uh, yeah. Guess what? That system was opposed and eventually removed by William Carey himself. Mm, wow. wow, I didn't know that. By, by a local uh, leader, uh, 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 another person in India called Rajaram Mohan Roy, he mm. and William Carey. He is the one who protested, he fought, and eventually he ended up that system. Or else, Ooh. imagine every Indian woman who would lose their husband mm -hmm. has to die, has to burn alive. Yeah. And that was just a custom for maybe it was a many custom. thousands of yeah. years? So the, the reason is um, if a woman is single, especially a young woman, there is a chance that there is an opportunity that she may uh, get adulterated in any other ways. Okay. If she gets adulterated, um, there may be some curses to the villages or towns to, or to the country. Mm. Ah. And, uh, and also maybe they used to believe 
husband and wife are one yeah uh, they lived and they should mm. go okay. so so can you imagine uh, one of the greatest work that god has done through william carey in wow. gentiles yeah in yeah. in the gentile culture yeah, yeah. so the not entire india uh, believes uh, um, lord jesus christ as god are not everybody are christians but everybody stopped that uh, culture that custom yeah. wow. it been banished it been removed from the country can you imagine these kind of uh, things yeah. from missionary yeah that's great yeah that's a great common good thing you know that that he served yeah <clears throat> no that's fantastic i i think uh, for me on that question is answer to that question would be i i remember a book that was just amazing was let the nations be glad by john piper um it's somewhat theological so it may not be everyone's um favorite but it just it blew my mind and and got me thinking of mi- moving missions from some duty to something that is uh, a a pursuit and an expression of glorifying god and so mm-hmm. that was it, it was a deeper motivation of, apart from me just feeling called and yeah. being a good soldier it was like oh no this is this is actually a, a joyful enterprise yeah um and then i i would just suggest for, especially for those who are local to to talk to our missionaries when they're in town like they yeah. they um they aren't looking to get anything out of you you know they're yeah. not going to the, the, they'll sign you up for things if you want but they aren't going to force you to but just find out what they do and the things that they're involved in and the kind of ministry they have um i know tony rodriguez will be here in a couple of weeks and he is supporting orphans in india and they have a new group of orphans that have have been sent to their orphanage i think 15 new uh, children and so they're coming in and that's an opportunity for uh you to hear what's going on and and you can contribute to that certainly if you want but you can also hear what's happening there and then the short term trips that are available yeah. um india is still pretty shut down so it won't be this summer but i'm working on a trip i don't it's not confirmed yet so i won't say anything but um looking into doing some refugee ministry with tom and gail shook and that can be done locally and globally um different opportunities with that um and then ecuador they go often i don't know if they're going this year so we're still in that formative phase of trips but yeah. um you know even find just go to the trips like the informational meetings and find out about them and and you might um discover some you might learn something and something that you can be praying for or supporting and certainly uh going and and in that you'll get training to do whatever you need to do on that trip um yeah and then just locally like there's all kinds of service opportunities and just hop into what the church is doing and and you know take some occasional classes of you know discipleship classes or life groups those types of things create opportunities so yeah so that's excellent and i mean we're certainly here in america we we have quite a diverse population and and you guys were speaking to it um i know my sister uh volunteers and helps out with a lot of refugees who are coming in um immigrants from other places other countries you know we have you know whatever you think about the situation we have a lot of people here who need to be loved and cared for just as much as anywhere in the world um and these people may not have anyone so there's plenty of opportunities to connect with different people groups that um you virtually have a mission fields in your backyard <laughs> you know in some situations and and I think that's totally awesome that um our church or other churches can help you plug into that so definitely check that out well gentlemen sam justin thank you guys so much for uh helping us yeah talk through this content and unpacking it um any departing words for our audience before we uh sign off here no i just wish we had more time yes uh, yeah. yeah i think it's been great yeah Good sam to have sam with us yeah yes. thank you sean thank you justin it was a great discussion 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. And thank you, our audience, for listening to us today. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Revive Podcast. As always, you can subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. What you want to do on YouTube is search Neighborhood Church of Cyprus or Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos, and that's how you can find us. You can see our Sunday services there um, and some of our content. You can even find us on our website, neighborhoodchurch.com. And we love hearing from you guys. Anytime we get an email, it's, yeah, it's really fun. So you can email us at connect at neighborhoodchurch.com. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at neighborhoodchurch.com. Until next time, we will see you then. And we pray that God revives your soul.